Eric, we are live and alive. I am Adrian Liza with Jake Hatch and Eric back in the studio. Uh, we're here at Stockton 12 Honda, our home of the Saturday show. It is our home. Down here at the Auto Mall, on the Auto Mall Drive, really easy to get to, 10860 South. Get off that 106 South exit, head east, and take a right on that uh, Auto Mall Drive. Drive around till you mm-hmm. see the blue Honda building, and you'll find us. We've got great deals in here. There's a really nice SUV in front of us. There's the Civic right over there. Jake has this even... I think this is the pilot right here. It is, and you, uh, my friend, mm-hmm. as a Honda customer, as a customer of Dr. 12 Honda, have your car at this very second in the service department. It's true. It is being taken care of as we speak. So, uh, first-hand, first-hand experience, you would so give far, it a, so good. a great grade. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, come down and see us. We've got shirts, hats, um, some uh, candy out as well. Yeah. Uh, we're excited to be here as we are every single week. How are you, Jake? Doing well. Have you ever had these high chews, by the way? Yes, they're delicious. So... I didn't discover. I have to keep these. them on your side of the table because I. Okay, so high chews are, I think, a relatively newcomer to the U.S. market. I served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints in Taiwan, Adrian. I showed up the first day. I showed up. The kid that was my companion there was like, "Hey, try this candy." It was a high chew. I ate my way through <laughs> I don't know how many high chews during my two years in Taiwan. And when I got home, they just started showing up here in the United States, and they are. Awesome. So come on by, pick some up. They're awesome. I love those treats. How was Taiwan? It was awesome, dude. I I miss that place. It's hot. Have you been back since? I have not. Is that something you would want to do again? Yeah. Like take a trip? My, my Take the kids? I don't have to take the kids till they're older. My wife, right, when they're older. My wife kids. would like to make a trip over and check it out. So we'll, maybe we'll do that at some point. Uh, she She's very wary of like traveling internationally. I think she's seen too many movies like Taken and the like. She, like it freaks her out. But I'm like, dear, Taiwan doesn't even allow guns. Guns aren't even legal in that country. It's a great place. You should go with me. It'd be fun. I think you'd enjoy yourself. Do you like Do you like Chinese food? I, oh, yeah. I love yeah. I love Asian food, and uh, I think I would enjoy the food over there. Oh, yeah, you would. Absolutely. I watch a lot of, like, those travel uh-huh. eating shows, yeah. like food, like, I don't know, what's it, Bizarre Foods bizarre and foods. Delicious, what what's is one with Anthony uh, Bourdain? Yeah, No Reservations. No right? Reservations. I yeah. watch a lot of those because I have a very... Uh, very specific palate. So I like watching these shows of things that I would never eat. But anyway, Expander. Taiwan sounds like a nice place. It is a fun place. So anyways, yeah, we got high chews here. Come on by, check it out. We'd love to have you guys. Yeah, my, my car is here being serviced, and they, it's been first rate so far. Awesome. And uh, there's so many deals down here. Of course, you can get the Civic for $5 a day, the Accord and the HRV for $6 a day, and the CRV for $8 a day. And then they're extended this deal because it has been so good Mm -hmm. you get two new hondas for twelve dollars a day through june so it's awesome the eighth so come on in get pick out a couple cars get them for twelve dollars a day i've already spent twelve dollars today and i could have been driving around the two new cars so (laughs) all right you know cut some stuff off your budget you'll be able to drive a 2019 you can can switch cars every day which one you drove to work exactly and they have certified pre-owned hondas see the giant selection and uh, you can buy any car online at Stockton12Honda.com. So if you're more of the online shopper, you can uh, head over to the, the website, Stockton12Honda.com. is really easy to check out all the vehicles they have there. Awesome. So yeah. we have a lot of fun stuff to plan today. We're going to talk some NBA finals, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little bit surprising of what has transpired. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe some, not so much. We'll talk about what is and what is not surprising. Also, a lot of college football stuff to talk about as well as that never ends. Of course, uh, the draft is coming up very shortly for the NBA. Mm-hmm. 
I've actually, I pulled these out. I've got and, the yeah. They've had tons of draft workouts. Jake has been at almost all of them. I missed today's though. So I, you missed today's. Yeah. You had other things to mm-hmm. do, which is come do the show and stuff. But yeah, you've been to almost all of them, mm-hmm. and uh, it's really interesting to see how those workouts transpire. I, I was at Rudy Gobert's workout, and it's, it's crazy to think about the guy that we interviewed then into what he has turned himself into. Well, and we also played last week, Admiral Schofield, uh-huh. and we played it on the show, and that guy, man, talk about a polished, polished player in terms of just his play. He's already a pro, too, yeah, exactly. in, in, in his demeanor and everything. Yeah, so, so you never know where yeah. these guys, whether or not they're – I remember I was at Bobby Portis's okay. workout, and I came out of that thinking, oh, my gosh, that is the most confident college <laughs> basketball player I've ever spoken to. And player. he has turned that into his NBA game. Yeah. You know, he's not a superstar or anything, but solid he's, player, he's become a solid player for, I think he plays for the Bulls still. Chicago, but, yeah. Yeah, he knocked out Nikola Mirotic, and uh, that was the end of that <laughs> relationship. But uh, So we'll talk about some of the workouts with the Jazz. Any new news on free agency, there's a big thing that happened in the NBA earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, earlier this week with the Brooklyn Nets. So yep. there's a lot to talk about today. We're going to hear from Frank Dolce. And uh, maybe Starlo to Lele and some other interviews throughout the week that have been on the Zone Sports Network. So, so pack show. Yeah, pack show. Come in, get a shirt, grab a hat. Big Jazz fans right here, right now, who I recognize because you guys are always right outside the arena with your season tickets or right outside the uh, studio, right? Right up there. So I, I know cool. these people. So uh, Adrian hangs out. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm at every game. So are they. They haven't missed one ever. <laughs> awesome. So uh, come down and see us. We've got a lot of cool stuff for you. So let's start with the finals, Jake. The, okay. Uh, the Toronto Raptors get the game. Uh, what was that game four? Game, game four. four victory. Mm-hmm. Go up three to one over the Golden State Warriors. Your, what is your read on this series so far? I think there's really only been one one game that didn't necessarily surprise me with the outcome, and that was Game Three with no okay. play, no KD. I just didn't think there was any way the Warriors were going to be able to win that game. And it felt like at the home. Warriors kind of waved the white flag on that one. You just didn't. Yeah, Steph went. Steph literally did as it seemed like as much as he possibly could. Yes, took 45 points, tried to win them that game, and uh, they couldn't do it. So that was the game that didn't necessarily surprise me. Okay. But what has been your read on the series so far? As the Raptors have a chance to go back to Toronto and uh, get an NBA title. I have to say I am very impressed with Toronto, uh, just with their ability to have um, – I, I get the whole story about Kevin Durant being out, and there's a whole conspiracy theory that he's been holding out until now when they were going to be down 3-1. He's going to ride in on the white horse and lead him to three straight victories and they'll win at 4-3. to Okay, you can say that all you want, but you have just put yourself on the brink of losing a championship – with the loss last night, the 105-92 to 92 loss last night, I'm very impressed with Toronto. Kawhi Leonard might be the best individual player I've seen in quite some time. He's just been – he's averaging 30 points in this finals. He's mm. going to be the finals MVP if they win this thing. There's no oh, doubt yeah. about that. And the funny thing about it is he could be leaving after this and headed back to L.A. He could be pulling a, a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, win a championship in a hinterland, so to say, when it comes to the NBA because Kareem won one in, with Milwaukee, with the Bucks, and yep. he went to the Lakers and was, is immortalized as a Lakers legend. Well, we could see Kawhi win a championship with Toronto and then bolt But the difference there is, is uh, he wasn't, Kareem wasn't only there for I one know, year. I know. That's, and that's, that's the fascinating That's the point. unique part of Well, that. actually, and I'll let you continue yeah. your point, is uh, Howard Beck, who's on the big show every Friday, mm-hmm. he just wrote a piece that this has never happened where the two teams in the NBA Finals 
both best player, at least one, yeah. yes, the other arguable, mm-hmm. in the finals could both be leaving true. at the end of the season. It is true. Never happened before. So anyway. And there's still, there's still a big chance that Kawhi could stay put and so could Kevin Durant. But I, I've been very impressed with what Toronto has put together in this series. It's a credit to them because it looked like after two games of the Eastern Conference Finals, we were um, headed towards a Milwaukee-Golden State matchup. But Toronto fought back. They have absolutely battered Golden State in this series so far. And... Right now, they're going home, game five, on their home court with the opportunity to take the Larry O'Brien trophy north of the border for the first time. Yeah, and speaking of last, I mean, Kawhi, like you said, the only guy who could score in the first quarter, it seemed like, for the Raptors. And when they they went down a little bit, eight or nine, and it was like, oh, boy. But Kawhi kind of kept him in it. They get that Mm -hmm. to a four-point game at halftime. Comes out of halftime, he hits those two pull-up threes. Yep. And – just an incredible effort by Kawhi. And then after that happened, it seemed like the rest of the guys kind of came along. Yeah, it's true. And uh, I, I don't think the acquisition of Marcus Hall can be undersold at the trade deadline. He's been such a pivotal piece for what they have done. Only scored nine points last night, but hit a th- big three late. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just such – he's a guy who can pass the ball. He, he eliminates DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. And, I mean, the value of Cousins is just – plummeted in this series. Cousins is not healthy. No, he's not. But then a guy like Gasol, who yes. we know is he, he was Defensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. I've been a huge fan of him for a long time. Mm-hmm. I would hope to see him get a ring. Uh, but he has been able to really stifle what uh, Cousins has gone has had in this series. And Serge Ibaka was big last night, randomly hitting yeah. pop-up jumpers. He had Nine a step 12. back. Yep. Um, late, he was just getting wide open looks at the rim. And Fred Van Vliet, who was uh, two of five from three, but it seemed like a couple of his were just monstrous. His, both of his threes were big in that game. Took a shiver to the eye, which is unintentional, obviously, for yes. Sean Livingston, but that thing split open got, got, real quick. Got patched up, came back. Glad yeah. he's not in the concussion protocol. Looks yes. like it was just the old, just getting the yeah. elbow to the eyeball. Yeah, he got he got dashed a little bit. But, yeah, it's just been awesome. And you look at Toronto's lineup, and you don't you look at it, and Kawhi Leonard's really the only true superstar on it, but the, the whole sum of the parts that Toronto is is just incredible. They, they Nick Nurse, I think, is deserving of, the, of Coach of the Year in my mind in many ways. We'll see if he wins it. I know there's going to be many debates, but and, of course, it's a regular season award. Right, I think... See, I've been, I've been kicking it back and forth because I've heard some people say that uh, if Dwayne Casey has this team, they're still in the finals and they're still in this position. Love Dwayne Casey as a coach. I don't know if they are. Nick Nurse, is, he should be given credit mm-hmm. for working this team into the finals. Yeah, he and Guys like DeMar DeRozan should stop complaining. I'm the you, sacrificial lamb. You couldn't get it done, DeMar. <laughs> Whose fault is that? That's yours. They had to do something different. Yeah. And they could get Kawhi Leonard and have you gone. They're going to do that every time. So I think, to your point, Nick Nurse should have um, consideration for Coach of the Year. He probably will get it. Which Wouldn't that be fascinating? Two Raptors coaches in a row. Yeah, winning Coach of the Year. Both won. different coaches. Yeah, exactly. And that, I, but on the Warriors side, Jake, I mean, Steph and Clay had pretty good nights, but they didn't get help anywhere else. No. And they're you, not you a deep it. team. I think we're really – it's really witnessing that they're not deep. Mm-hmm. And uh, without KD, they're especially not that deep. Because Draymond Green is a great player, but over the last – would you agree? Over the last couple of years, he's scored a lot less. He's still in that facilitator role, but now they have – 
they don't have any scorers outside of Clay and Steph without Kevin Durant out there. Yeah, Draymond Green almost triple double once again: ten points, twelve assists, nine rebounds. You're right. He's not the tr- and you have Andre Iguodala and Demarcus Cousins on the court. If Cousins was healthy, I'm not convinced he's healthy. I'm not. He's no. not 100. percent He's battling through that quad injury. It was a tear to the quadriceps that he came back from. You're right. They don't have another true score outside of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson on the court. And that's when Golden State's been at their best. They've had that three-headed monster with Kevin Durant and the two Splash Brothers that they can put up 80 of the team's 110 points mm-hmm. between the three of them. When they only have two of them, well, I think any Utah Jazz fan can point at their team and be like, yeah, look at it. See, it's you struggle when you only have two guys because – the less options you have on the court, teams are able to focus on your stars. And that's nothing against Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. 27 and 28 points, respectively. They had good games, but these were not the transcendent performances they needed to have Golden State win this game. So Yeah, we're used to seeing Steph hit yeah. a bunch of threes. Mm-hmm. He was 2 of 9 last night. Yep. Yeah, and Klay Thompson went 6 of 10, so he had his normal stat line. Yeah. But the, it's truly impressive what... Toronto has done here. They're on the cusp of pulling out another championship and uh, not another, winning their first championship. And then Golden State, all of a sudden, they've won the three championships, but they've fallen twice. And that's kind of be kind of weird, I think, for certain people to look at Golden State and say, "Okay, is this team truly a dynasty?" Does that make Mm, sense? Yeah. I think it's the same thing that we talk about with LeBron. Is Mm -hmm. that the people argue that he's not the greatest because he's lost in finals? Well, he dragged teams to the finals. Right. That's that my way. argument, too, is yeah. that uh, – but anyway, I, I totally agree. That will be an interesting conversation if the Raptors close this thing out. Now, if the Warriors come back from 3-1, uh, the storyline, of course, is the only team to give up 3-1 comes back from 3-1 two years later and – That would know, be funny. Three years later and – I'm I'm not convinced that Kevin Durant's going to be able to play in this series. If, honestly, if I was him, think about your money, man. Well, and you got the two titles. You got what you wanted. You got you got your villain role. You yeah. got you got your. You believe you needed titles to be considered great. Yeah. And uh, there's a there's the of course those conspiracy theorists out there that say that Durant is he's been sandbagging it and he's waiting until this moment now he's going to show up Monday night and he's gonna, you're gonna you're saying we're going to have ten minutes before tip breaking news Kevin Durant will play tonight. If he gets on the court, great. But I am not convinced that that injury is is. The people are like, oh, it's a calf strain. It looked a lot worse than just a calf strain. Right. It wasn't the Achilles explosion that everyone said it was, but it appears that it is a little more serious. Serious than, because yeah. you know Clay Thompson had his hamstring strain. Mm-hmm. He was able to come back after only missing one game. Yeah. So and, and he looked fine. Yeah, he I looked thought. fine, yeah. but. I'm not convinced that Kevin Durant's going to come back and they're winning three straight games. They've given Toronto, I think, too much of, an, of a head start here. And Toronto is a good team. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. And Toronto now, there's another new blueprint for NF- NBA teams now to look at and say, hey, can we trade for a superstar? Even if he's going to be here for one year, can he put us over the top? There's two things there, and yeah. I totally agree with you. Because you made the point earlier that the, the other guys mm-hmm. on the Raptors are really what's Propelling. They've got the the, yeah. the amazing play and star of mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard. Yes. He is, of course, the guy. He makes it all work. Yeah. But they have built a squad mm-hmm. that can they can put around him that allow that, that allows other than the Warriors, who don't have a lot of guys around mm-hmm. those guys. But the 
Raptors have Siakam, Gasol, Lowry, Danny Green, who didn't have a huge night last night, but he's such an important piece. Yes. Uh, Ibaka, of course, Van Vliet. So that's the blueprint. Do you build it up as much as you believe you can and then try to make that extra step by going and trading for a superstar? Now, the yeah. thing that happens with the um, – with the Raptors is that that's it doesn't always happen that way. No, it's there true. always is it, there isn't always that's the thing is the argument is just do it trade for the top three player in the league. Can How you, often is a guy like that available? Not not very to often. Trade for it? and it's it, this it, happened because Kawhi decided to sit out for a year, mm-hmm. whether or not his quad his quad tear was as bad as it was. But he chose tendinopathy syndrome. Or whatever he didn't want it. to play for the Spurs anymore. Mm-hmm. He had one year. He sat out a full year. He was available. Mm-hmm. If you're an NBA team, I guess you have to be watching for those top five players to be available and pull the trigger if you can, but it's yeah. not always possible. You've got to put yourself in position that yeah. if, if, it did, if it does come available. But like you said, you build this team up as much as you can. And I, I'll give credit, just bringing this here locally with the Utah Jazz, I think the Jazz have done a good job at building this team. Mm-hmm. I think it, they have seen how far this team can go as it's currently constituted. And, of course, we're all anticipating changes this offseason. I give credit to Dennis Lindsay, Justin Zanuck, and the entire rest of that front office. I'm not convinced the Jazz are ever going to have a Kawhi Leonard that comes available that they can jump on or whatnot. But if you can continue to build and build and build and be in a position where you can acquire a guy at some point who maybe isn't the level of Kawhi Leonard, because Kawhi Leonard, I think he's proven he's a top five NBA player. In, he's one of the top five in the league, if not top three. Well, two years ago, I thought he was the second-best player in the league. He's, he's, he's phenomenal. So yeah. I'm not convinced the Jazz are ever going to be able to yeah, benefit from a guy who doesn't want to play for the Spurs and they can trade for right. him. But if you can continue to build this roster, keep it competitive, and then maybe one day you acquire a guy that maybe flying under the radar a bit and breaks out, you strike and you, and you, you get lucky that way. Toronto, I'm convinced that Toronto's bringing home a championship. I am too. I think this is... I mean, I, th- I think going home, yeah. if KD doesn't play, I'm taking the Raptors. The Jurassic Park is going to be insane there in Toronto. It is going to be a madhouse. And it is they, if they don't win it in Game 5, yeah, then the questions start creeping up. Yeah. But it's going to be cool. And I, I think every other franchise in the NBA that hasn't won a championship, the Utah Jazz included, should look at Toronto as a, as a kind of a shining beacon of what you can do if you continue to work with your roster. Oh, totally. And... Uh, I think it's good for the NBA if the yeah. Raptors are able to get well, it'd be this great. victory. I think it'll be good for the NBA when Kevin Durant leaves <laughs> the Warriors. But I think it also I also think it'd be good for the NBA if they can keep that trio together and see what they can do in Draymond, Clay, and Steph. Mm-hmm. But I think they're being shown that um, they need to add a little depth yes. because if injuries crop up, then things can go completely wrong. And that's I mean. I guess that's part of the trade-off when you have four, four Hall of Famers in your starting lineup. It is. There is that trade-off. The Absolutely. trade-off is if you have those four guys, then you're not necessarily going to have the depth. You have Alfonso McKinney on right. the bench. You have Quinn Cook, who's, who actually, who's played admirably. Yeah, I like Quinn Cook. I like Quinn Cook, too, but he is not. Yeah, he's not. He's not Kyle Lowry. How, how many he's people not, know who Quinn Cook is if he's not on the Warriors? 
Am I? I don't think I'm speaking. No, because yeah. last year he got an opportunity because somebody was injured for a while. Yeah. I think it was Steph out was out for a little bit last year, and Quinn got to play a bunch. It's a credit to guys like that who take advantage of those opportunities. But like you said, Golden State, I think this is showing them. Yeah, they need to build some depth or find pieces that can help build that depth because they're not necessarily going to be able to go, be able to go out there and buy guys unless they really want to go right. deep into that luxury tax. Then again, I don't blame them for just being like, hopefully these four guys can just carry us. Absolutely, and it worked last year. Yeah. And they've won three. And the year before. They've won three titles. There's yeah. there's no taking that away from them. But I think the good news is this way in terms of the NBA, they're not as dominant as we all think they are. Right. And the, the ratings are down or whatever. And sure. I think whatever. a lot of that has to do with the, the Canadian ratings. Obviously, that don't oh, nothing yeah. counts in the United States from as yes. it's in Canada, whenever there's a game in Canada. So uh, that and, you know, not having LeBron in the playoffs at all. LeBron's a draw. Hurts. Yeah. But. You know, I think this has been a great series for the NBA. Hopefully, it can go a couple more games because no one wants a finals that's just, that's four one. Yeah, but, but it, it's I think it's good for the sport. I think, like you say, it shows a blueprint for how there's a, a couple of ways to win a title. In fact, these two teams have kind of built it differently. Mm-hmm. The Warriors did it through the draft most of the mostly. Yeah, they did. They got a little lucky with some injuries. To they didn't have to pay Steph a lot. His After ankles, his first yeah. year, but yeah. he has proven to way exceed that contract, and he mm. got paid, obviously. Yes. And uh, the Raptors built something, they were able to pull something. So there's a little bit of luck also involved in all these things. And we'll get into what the Jazz are going to do. There's a little bit of news that broke earlier in the week with uh, a uh, point guard mm-hmm. who has been in the uh, on the team for a couple of years, and it had made some comments from overseas. Uh it was a story, but really was it, I guess is the question. But it's a story nonetheless because yeah. he was the starting point guard for a couple of years. And uh, so we'll get into that a little bit. There's a lot to talk about with the Jazz, as always. So yeah, uh, the finals, I think, what, are we both taking the Raptors? I, I'm picking the Raptors until proven otherwise because you go up 3-1 here. We all know that the history, of course, uh, with LeBron and the Cavaliers coming back to win that series was impressive. Don't, there's no doubt about it. You can't take that away from LeBron James and the Cavaliers. But the way that Golden State seems to be playing right now, the way Toronto's playing, I'm not convinced that Kevin Durant is healthy. And if he's, if he, even if he steps on that court, he's going to be the same player. So everything screams to me that Toronto is winning their first championship. Should he play, though, if he's not all the way? For him, if you were Kevin, would you play if you're not 100%? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I saw a really funny tweet of it was him. Uh, it was like... Uh, or what Players Tribune thing, uh-huh. and it was like him, why I'm joining the Raptors. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that's actually really, really funny. funny. Yeah, that's really funny. That's awesome. No, we'll see. I, I If I'm him, if you're not healthy, yeah, don't put yourself in a situation where you could injure that calf worse because you don't want to spend the majority of next year still rehabbing that. Yeah. But if he feels like he can help this team, the doctors sign off on it, sure, get on the court. But Everything that I have seen and everything that they keep saying is they keep saying, well, there's a chance he can come back in this game, but he's got to get on the court first. And then two days later, well, he hasn't gotten on the court, so he's ruled out for this game. I don't think he's healthy. He dribbled it. Hey, look at him. Good for him. Good but for him, yeah. If he, if he is not healthy and it's a, it's a risk to that he could do more damage to it, stay off, stay off the court. And I know you're sacrificing a championship probably in that regard, but you got like you said, this is pro sports, and these guys are playing for astronomical amounts of money, and they all have to make sure that they take care of themselves. So 
And Kevin is not. I don't know. He doesn't scream to me as a team first kind of guy. He never really. Yeah, has. I think we've. I think that's been proven. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> uh, that that'll be interesting to see if he can come back for game number five. Uh, coming up on the other side, we'll do thick and the thin. We'll talk a little jazz. Also, what happened in the NBA this week? A one team trying to position themselves to land may, one, maybe two max players, mm-hmm. and that may have an impact on what the how it affects the Utah Jazz yeah. as one of their players has been rumored. <laughs> <laughs> and linked to the Jazz as yes. a possible um, possible attraction for what the Jazz want to offer. So we'll get into that. Also later in the show, we'll have technical fouls. We're like, uh, five minutes of soccer. Mm-hmm. As I'm going to get in on this one as an event is happening that uh, I and that makes is me it, enjoy soccer. Is it taking part in France. Right it now? is. <laughs> I have a, one of my closest friends lives in France right now, and okay. she went to the French Open today. Sweet. Uh, and but. Uh, might hit might hit up a World Cup match as well. So very cool. Uh, uh, we'll talk the Women's World Cup a little bit, and uh, we'll let you hear from a couple of interviews that happened over the week on the Zone Sports Network. We're here at Stockton 12 Honda, really easy to find, 10860 South Auto Mall Drive. Come see us. It's a beautiful day to come check out mm-hmm. a Honda. The sun is out. It's like 60-ish degrees outside, so it's beautiful to go check out a car. Um, Civics for $5 a day, Accords and HRVs for $6 a day, and CRVs for $8 a day, or you can get two Hondas and get up to t- for $12 a day. Also, come check out the parts and service department. Hatch has his vehicle in there right now. Mm-hmm. Your uh, CRV, right? Yeah, uh, the Honda or, Pilot. Oh, the Pilot. You have yes. a Pilot, yeah. So he's got his Pilot in there getting serviced. Mm-hmm. So as a customer himself, Jake can tell you yeah. all about it's it. It's been great so far. So, so uh, no come, in, come say hi to us. And uh, we've got Jazz Hatch shirts and some candy laying around. So if you want to come get a little snack, we have that as well. So we'll get into the thick and the thin of it next here on the Saturday Show. Welcome back to the Saturday show. He's Adrian Leiser. I'm Jay Catch. We're sitting down here at Stockton 12 Honda in the Southtown Auto Mall. Come by, say hi anytime. Love to catch up with you guys. You got plenty of jazz gear to give out. And Jake, I've never seen you so happy with. Hey, I have my name on something. I'm very excited about this. We have new imaging. Come on. I know, this is a great day. It is. It is a great day. Anyways, uh, fun Saturday and the weather today, man. Talk about in June. If you can get 60 degrees in June, you take it every time. This has been a very interesting spring. It has, absolutely. I will freely admit to that. But it, it's been a lot of fun as well because... 80 yesterday dropped about 20, 25 well, degrees Was today. it windy at your place last night? It was roaring at my house yeah, last it's night. Yeah, it's been windy. It was windy yesterday. Well, no, we were. I'm talking like 50-mile-an-hour gusts in my house last night, knocking stuff off porches. I have neighbors that are still looking for stuff. Uh, I Yeah, I live underground, so I don't really notice the wind. Oh, you live in the bunker. I forgot about yes, that. Yes, I'm in a little – they call it a garden villa. That's what I call it. <laughs> okay, the garden villa. I like that. But I don't really hear the wind. Okay, there. fair enough. But it was, it, was, it was pretty monstrous yesterday, and this morning I woke up, it was – you went outside, it had a little bit of a chill in the air, but hey, I'll take it. And it's great weather today, so come out and say hi. I would love to see you guys here at Stockton 12 Honda. All right, Adrian, let's get into the thick and the thin of it. The Utah Jazz, uh, of course, we heard the comments. You, you teased it before the break. The comments from Ricky Rubio on Catalan Radio, I believe, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken, over there in Spain, saying that the team has told him they are not he's not a priority he's not their top priority depending on how you take the interpretation of the comments either he's not their top priority or he's not a priority for them in free agency and i think that was pretty clear right 
like it doesn't scream to me that he should be surprised if that's what they told him. And I'm not. So I think the smart way to go is not necessarily just take uh, Google Translate as it at its word. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I I don't speak Cantalanian Cantalan Spanish. Catalan. Like I don't I don't speak uh, Spanish at all, yeah. and let alone um, that dialect. So uh, if we just go based on what it what it says is the Jazz mm-hmm. have told me that. Um, they're not, he's not a priority. I don't know what kind of tone he said it in or anything like that, but I, if we just take it at the words, yeah. uh, I don't think we should be surprised. I don't think he should necessarily be surprised. I heard Eric Woodyard on with PK yesterday, uh-huh. and he uh, impl- or inferred a little bit from it that he, maybe even the Jazz didn't actually tell him that. That's just the, it's the, writing the, on the, the vibe that yeah. he's getting from that. So there could be – there's a few things here yes. that we don't really know what the interpretation is of it. But if we just go off of that, I don't think anybody should be surprised. I don't no. think he should be surprised. They needed him to be a scoring playmaker mm-hmm. from the one, mm-hmm. and he could not do it. It just – I have no offense to Ricky Rubio, uh-huh. great guy, uh, good NBA player. He just could not get what the Jazz needed him to do. He wants to be a a large contributor or on a contributor on a championship team. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would have to have a very specific team for Ricky Rubio to be a, a championship caliber point guard for. So I don't think he should be surprised. He gave the Jazz a lot. He did a lot for the franchise in its development in the last two years. Sometimes things don't necessarily work out, and he wasn't the kind of player that they needed. We thought maybe, oh, he might be turning into that, yeah, and it just didn't happen because that's just not his game. Well, I want to clarify. Okay. I want to clarify one thing on because during that Houston series, this is past Houston series, the first round series, he actually averaged over 15 points a game. I think what uh, I think Jazz fans may be dumping on him a bit too much, and we may be dumping on him a bit too much because he did play relatively consistently in that game. But there's one thing that the Jazz need from that position, Adrian, that he cannot provide. It's three point shooting. That's okay. that's the biggest bugaboo. That's and not turning the ball over. Okay, turnovers. Anyway. Yeah, turnovers also play into it, but he cannot provide the consistent outside shooting that allows the Utah Jazz yes. to have the floor spacing that they need to have that offense, the blender, as Quinn Snyder likes to refer to it, work to the best of its ability. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I, can I think with that. that right there is the biggest reason why the Jazz are looking to upgrade that position, is the outside shooting. Because if yep, you... In that series, Jake, he shot 33% from three in the first two games, okay. one of three, then 0 of two, one of seven. Yeah. In game four and one of five in game five. So for the series, what was the percentage? Not uh, it's so. not calculated on okay. here, Anyways. but that's not good. No, that's not good. Yeah. So it's going to be important uh, for the Jazz to find perimeter shooting that can open up the floor. Because if the Jazz had consistent shooting all year long, Adrian, we're talking about a team. Rudy Gobert set the NBA record for dunks. Mm-hmm. Think of how much more he could have done with teams not being able to clog the paint like they were at points this year. Yeah. If they could get a point guard who can, alongside Donovan Mitchell, who can shoot consistently from three. I think their wing players, like Joe, Joe Ingles, have shot relatively well. They need another forward that can shoot. The stretch four, we're all looking for that guy who can shoot consistently from the perimeter. If you can open up the floor like the Jazz need, it's going to benefit this team. And I think that right there, just the outside shooting alone is why Ricky Rubio, regardless of what the translation is or whatever, he's right. not the top priority. Totally. And that's that's something that I, I thought was important in the conversation. Yeah. When you read the headline, Ricky Rubio says, Jazz told him they're not. Like, we don't know. But if you... They value the way They value plays. him, yes. yes. But it wasn't the value that they needed out of that position. Exactly. And um, that's why, in my opinion, and 
Uh, I think everybody has a differing opinion. I think the upgrade they need, first and foremost, is a playmaking scoring guard. That's my opinion. A lot of people are saying get that stretch four. I don't really care about the stretch four necessarily. It depends who the player is, but mm-hmm. the Nikola Miritich thing is the popular. I think a upgraded point guard would be a much greater priority than a Nikola Miritich coming in. Who got a DNP in the in the most important game for the Bucks in the playoffs? He didn't even get to step on the court. So I think a scoring bay or scoring point guard is most important. Okay. And why I bring that up, Jake, mm-hmm. is I, I saw it reported earlier in the week, I think first by Sham Sharania, mm-hmm. that Brooklyn Nets point guard D'Angelo Russell a may be a guy yep. who is a um, target for the Jazz in this offseason. Now he is restricted. Mm-hmm. I think he would be fantastic next to Donovan Mitchell. A young guy. I don't care about what happened in L.A. He grew – I'm pretty sure he's grown up since tweeting videos of Nick Young talking about him cheating on a <laughs> Azalea. I, I'm not going to hold that. I think it was a really stupid mistake. It was. And I think he's pa- he, he's got to be past that. At least not – maybe not past the behavior, but past – Making it public, but he broke out this year, and that's. But he did the break out. I I love watching him play. Uh-huh. Uh, I think that he would be a a piece that if the Jazz have to overpay, maybe overpay the beginning of the contract, but by the end of your development staff, he may be a star. And uh, the reason I'm talking about D'Angelo yeah. Russell, not just because of what Sham said, no. but then this coming out from yeah. Adrian Wojnarowski yesterday is Brooklyn. This is a tweet from him. Brooklyn is clearing $18 million in additional salary cap for July, and that's because they traded Alan Crabb um, away from the team to the Atlanta Hawks. for Along with two first-round picks. First two two first-round picks and Torian Prince in return. Mm-hmm. Guy who was drafted by the Jazz, by the way. Yes. But that was in the George Hill trade uh-huh. year. Uh, but this gives the Nets $46 million in calorie space to sign a max free agent and even retra- retain restricted free agent D'Angelo Russell. But without Russell, they still have two max slots. Uh, the rumors are that it's going to be Kyrie Irving heading down to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Does that change their plans with D'Angelo Russell? And if it does, is it someone the Jazz can go after? I think they should. If I'm choosing between Kemba Walker and D'Angelo Russell, I'm taking D'Angelo Younger cost you less money I think will be a better player than better Kevin. size better size he's, Six, five, long. 200 he's a big point guard mm-hmm. I think he would be really good next to Donovan yeah. and I think that's the guy the Jazz should go after with this news they may be able to land him it's going to be interesting because yeah that domino did fall and it makes for a lot of intrigue there so I, I look at D'Angelo Russell for his career he's played 272 games in his career his career average points wise is 16 and a half points this past year in 81 games he upped that to 21.1 points he upped his assist number from 5.1 on average to 7.0 and his effective field goal percentage went up two points that's huge that's a great showing. He's over 50% effective field goal percentage. I know that his three-point shooting number, which was just under 37% this past year, is not necessarily the 40% you'd like to see. But I'm with you, Adrian. If You could do a lot worse than landing D'Angelo Russell in this upcoming free agent, free agent window because he's a guy who we Jazz fans have seen him play when he played at the Lakers. Of course, like you mentioned, there were some immaturity issues during his time with the Lakers. But I definitely do think his game has become refined. He's gotten a lot better since going to Brooklyn. And in L.A., I think we're learning how dysfunctional it's been yeah. around there for the last few years. Well, six straight so postseasons. So if yeah. you think about the environment that maybe mm-hmm. he was in, yeah, uh, it may have not been conducive to 
growth as a human being and maturity. He gets into Brooklyn, a guy in Kenny Atkinson who worked with Quinn Snyder in Atlanta. I believe they were both assistants in Atlanta, yes. right, mm-hmm. at the same time. Yep. And uh, so that we know what kind of guys came out of that coaching staff. Yes. Uh, and so Mike Budenholzer, Mike Budenholzer's staff that was really solid. Guys, yeah. And uh, so I think, I mean, I'm going to let a guy until he proves me otherwise that he hasn't grown up. I'm going to I'm going to assume that maybe he has a little bit. Well, he's got one of just thing, by virtue of getting older. Yeah, so he's got one other thing going for him that I like, and this is just my personal preference. And he's, he shoots left-handed, Adrian. I know that. Uh, Let's le- get all the lefties in the Jazz, huh? Hey. Left-handed players, it's just a different look for teams. They can do different things. If you had a left-handed and right-handed a guard line for the Jazz with Donovan Mitchell and him, mm-hmm. we're talking about being able to play two different directions in a way. And I know the guys are taught to play with both hands and whatnot, but we've seen it with Joe Ingles and some of these guys. Guys, whatever hand is your dominant hand, you tend to be better favoring that hand. I don't know if that necessarily is a deal breaker, but I think it'd be just kind of fun to have another lefty guard on this team. Right, you got two playmaking guards, huh? and Donovan Mitchell. I mean, statistically, as much as people want to crown him as uh, this is exceptional one-on-one isolation player, he's really not not yet. It's coming along. It's, it's, it's coming along, but yeah. he was like seventy something in the NBA. Yeah, that wasn't. Great. That's not incredible. No, but the argument there is what's on the other side of that argument. There's no one else to do it, so he really had to <laughs> have do at it. it. Yeah. He had to experiment. Yeah. He had to figure out ways to score. So I think I think Russell would be a great addition, young addition that would come up with the core, as opposed to getting a guy like in a trade with Mike Conley who. Uh, is older, but would be a fantastic piece. But if I'm another lefty in yeah. your mind, but uh, if you bring in D'Angelo, I think now there might be an opportunity for them to go after him. And as Sham Sharania pointed out, is the Jazz have him as a target this yeah. season. This guy is no slouch. He was the number two pick uh, in the first round by the Los Angeles Lakers. He's a good player. He's only 23 years old. He fits so well with what the Jazz are trying to do in my mind. I know that there'd be questions of how good is he on the defensive side of things, but you and I have talked about this, Adrian. I'm willing to sacrifice some of the defensive integrity of what the Jazz have built on that side of the ball to get more offense, and that's what D'Angelo Russell, I feel like, brings. And I think if he comes into a situation where it's demanded on, well, you're going to have the he has Rudy Gobert potentially him. two-time defensive player of the yeah. year telling you, hey, you better play some <laughs> defense <laughs> would also help in cover you better up. fit you better yeah. fill in this you better fit into this culture because uh, d'angelo would come into this team as the he would not come in as the locker room voice automatically no. which happens a lot of places when mm-hmm. when stars land in new teams they become that voice he would not and he, he would have to fit in with the locker room and i think he would so yeah it's that'd be interesting it's an intriguing look at kind of how these dominoes are starting to fall because the nets look like they're going all in on trying to get two max guys here Kyrie and, irving maybe Kyrie calls up kevin durant and says hey man hey, why would we, why don't we just go to the nets yeah exactly we're still in, we're still we'll in, new, in york. new york yeah. yeah so i don't know so i just look at this and it's very intriguing to me i'd like to see something like this play out and like I said, I don't know how much you'd have to pay to get a guy like D'Angelo Russell for the Jazz. You probably have to pay a fair penny. Like it's gonna have to overpay a bit, is like you said. But I think it's worth it. Um, one of the note NBA wise, I think we need to talk about here, Adrian, is it looks like the Rockets and Mike D'Antoni are actually back on. We talked about last week how uh, how his he had kind of told the team or he said the told the reporters that they weren't going to do a deal. He's going to play coach his final year. Well, I think the the Rockets came to their senses. Yeah. 
because now they're, they've kind of waived some of the buyout language that caused the two parties to split, and it looks like an extension is in the works. Yeah, I mean, we talked last week about how this new owner may have been coming in to uh, ruffle some feathers, mm-hmm. and uh, you got you know, you lost again, Mike. Why are we going to pay you? Blah, blah, yeah. blah. But it's, he's definitely the guy for the job. Mm-hmm. So I think a yeah, smart move by them moving towards an extension. All right, coming up on the other side, let's get to some technical fouls, Jake, including a uh, you just pulled this up. I was premier uh, football player or on a premier team uh, had a disagreement over a uh, food favorite across this great world of ours. So we'll talk about that. Uh, your hint is it's usually on Tuesdays is when we eat this food. Okay. Uh, we're also going to get into a lot of other technical fouls and uh, talk some Women's World Cup. We've got Frank Dolce, Star Lotu Lale. And uh, let's talk a little 60-60 as well, Jake, because it's mm-hmm. one of the fun things we do on the station. Yeah. And uh, uh, Hanson, Scotty, and Lloyd do a great job putting it together other than voting. But that's a joke. It's mostly a joke. But anyway, we'll get into that. Ours in a little bit. Uh, Tony Austin and I have been doing our top 12 already, so it's been a lot of fun releasing those. Okay. I appreciate Jake's transparency as he talks about where each of his votes fits every single day. Yeah. So we'll talk about that. College football, always fun. Uh, it's a big part of the sports culture around here. So let's get into all that technical fouls coming up next here on the Saturday Show. If you're coming from the street with dirty shoes on your feet, that's a technical foul. If you switch the radio to some modern music show, that's a technical foul. If you touch the thermostat, you'll get hit with a bat. Cause that's a technical foul. You won't feel my wrath. That's a technical foul. Personal file, 69, offense. He was giving them the business. A technical foul. All right, technical fouls here on the Saturday show where we go around the world of sports or otherwise, but mostly mm-hmm. sports, and talk about dumb things that people do and make fun of them for it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, we got a couple good stories for you. Jake, I'm going to let you go first, okay. and I'll talk tacos coming All right. next. How many of you, did you play dodgeball in high school or elementary? Yes, or and I feel sad that it's like not a thing in high schools anymore because well, it uh, makes kids feel bad about getting hit by a ball so. yes yeah, so apparently a um let's see can he, a, a professors from three canadian universities said in a presentation this week the congress of the humanities and social sciences in vancouver oh, no. that dodgeball i is said being, that before i knew anything about what being used as a tool of quote oppression unquote according to these researchers um, dodgeball and phys ed classes teaches students to dehumanize and harm their peers, professors said. A paper on the subject is set to appear in the journal European Physical Education Review. It says, mm. quote, when you're setting up the environment for students to learn, you introduce the idea it's okay to slam the ball at whomever you like, even if it's with a, so- with a softball, the intention is there. Joy Butler, a professor who studies be- pedagogy and curriculum development at the University of British Columbia, said in a phone interview. When students think it's, o- think it's okay because they're being told it's okay to do that, what do they learn? People say dodgeball is used, being used as an outlet for aggression or catharsis. I suspect that this is where they're learning that. Come on now. I don't even want to comment. <laughs> Technical foul yes. on these researchers. I don't, I don't know what the answer is, Jake, but sometimes a game is just a game, I guess. Yeah, exactly. In my opinion, it's just a game that they play in gym class. Maybe we make gym a a uh, optional thing. I don't. Well, know. that's what it's actually is becoming in many places. Maybe the- make it optional, and then if you don't want, if you if you sign up for PE, then you get to you play dodgeball, and you don't whine about it. See, if my, you don't, then you don't. My issue is is it's it, 
sports. And maybe there's some research. I, I'm fine with it. Yeah. You know what? Uh, you know. Sports? Deliver your research, yeah. and I'll read it, and yeah. I'll either disagree or agree with you. But and I disagree it's, with this it's one. Just, it's just a game. Yeah. And part of the game is you throw – it's in the name. Dodge the ball. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And you win. Like one other point here is his physical education class should be an arena where teachers are helping students control their aggression and move on instead of expressing, them through, expressing themselves through anger. Okay, I kind of agree with that. You need to teach a student to, if they lose, to not flip out and but be angry about it. But there are rules in place to help – Okay, what, anyways. No, no, that part, I mean, yeah. I get it. Like, we don't want it to be an angry environment, yeah, but, but it's a, man. You know, uh, whatever. Okay. Anyway, uh, so. I'm with you. Keep playing dodgeball, y'all. Favorite movie. One of my favorite Come, movies. Coming out of Canada, no less, so we'll just do that there. <laughs> okay, Jake. That was, a, <laughs> that was a shot at our neighbors up to the north. It is. Um, technical foul on Texas A&M cornerback Derek Tucker. Who uh, this just came out that he was he was arrested Thursday from a March incident in which him and another man he assaulted this man over uh, over a disagreement about tacos, Jake. And, what uh, are you doing? This is quote uh, disagreement over tacos when they got into a mutual altercation. I don't know what it was, but uh, he's being held on five thousand dollars bond, or he was released on five thousand dollars bond. But what could you possibly get in a disagreement about? Well, tacos. It, the problem with this is it says right here. According to the report, Tucker left the scene, so they got into a fight. He came back and then allegedly struck the man from behind. Like he left, he he got he they got and in they came, a, and he comes back and sucker punches. They got in an argument and he left and he thought, you know what? I'm going back and getting him. That's the issue. Right I there. like carne asado tacos, yeah. and he likes chicken tacos, so and back, I'm going to beat him for it. You go back and sucker punch a dude? Really? Come on now. I don't know. I don't think I'd ever get in a fight over food. I love food. You know that, Adrian. I do know you love food. But I don't think I'm going to get in a fight, especially over tacos, per se. Everybody has their own favorite tacos. I have my own. I'm not going to go cold cock a guy because of... <laughs> I just I don't know what you could actually get in a fight about. Oh, well, you shouldn't over get in a food. fight. You shouldn't. It was a food fight. We all know DJ, the whole food fight incident. Sure. But, yeah, don't – man. I'm just confused on what it could be. Now, the only time I've seen physical violence over food is between, like, a uh, someone and a vegan, maybe. Okay, fair. He's, a, he's had 15 starts in two seasons for Texas A&M. Don't do stuff like this, dude. It could mess up your future. Yes, it could. Over tacos. Yeah. You think um, of all things. You think uh, who's the coach over there now at Texas A&M? Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo is calling him into his office like tacos. What? Are you really? kidding me? Yeah, exactly. No, that's exactly what his reaction. You're is. a like, starter, and you're getting in a. You punched a guy over a taco. Yeah. Uh, just ridiculous. Yep. All right, that's a technical foul on him, absolutely. One other one here. This is a technical foul on the United States Golf Association. Oh, I heard this one, and this just makes my blood yeah. boil. And this is why people don't play your game anymore, <laughs> yeah. other than the fact that it's $70 to golf 18 these days. Yeah. All right, a 16-year-old sectional qualifier didn't get to finish playing for one of four spots in the U.S. Open at the Rockville, Maryland site because USGA officials deemed him to have, quote, not promptly returned, unquote, to the scoring area following the completion of his first 18 holes. Skylar Fox, he's a Pittsburgh-area high schooler who has won three straight consecutive individual state championships, had advanced out of local qualifying with a one-under par 70 at the Beachwood Country Club outside of Cleveland, Ohio, on May 7th, but on Monday... 
he was disqualified because he was having a headache and had gone to his car to get some medicine for it and went right back to sign his scorecard, goes to sign it and say, you know, you've been DQ'd. Not only that, what happened was on his way back, you stopped at the bathroom. Bathroom, yeah. To use the bathroom, and they said you didn't get here soon enough. It's like... You're out of here, young man. What... Kate... What about the sport of golf in the interim of that is going to cause him to what is he, he, the scorecards with the officials? I'm, I'm pretty right. sure at that point. What can he do that would cause any improvement of his score? He's already played the round. And also, how long could it possibly have taken him? Oh my gosh! And it's not like remember John Rahm. I said this yesterday. At least you know he went to the bathroom. John Rahm using the fourth fairway as his restroom at the PGA Championships. The USGA claims he went to lunch and did not enter the scoring area until the following group had returned their cards. Who cares? I know. My goodness. Yeah, uh, ridiculous. And this is why everyone thinks you're a bunch of snobby, stuck-up people, golf. Uh, You kind of are. But, yeah, the USGA, they're already under fire with the U.S. Open and everything, but... This is not a good look. Nope, it is not. Uh, that's Technical Fouls. We're here at Stockton 12 Honda, 10860 South Auto Mall Drive here in, uh, what is it, Sandy? Or Sandy. Just, yeah. Sandy. And uh, really easy to find. Get off the 106 South exit. You can't miss this building. You can't miss it. It's right, yeah. kind of right up the street from my place, so I'm glad to be close to home down here, Jake. Mm-hmm. And uh, really easy to find. Get on the Auto Mall Drive. Drive around until you find the blue Honda building. Uh, you can get the Civic for $5 a day, the CRV and the Accord for $8 a day, and the, uh, let's see, the HRV for $8 a day. You could also get two, uh, two Hondas, new ones, 2019s, for $12 a day. That's not your speed. You can head out and look at the giant selection of certified pre-owned Hondas. You can also trade in yours and get $500 more towards towards it. You can also go online at stock12honda.com. Really easy to mm-hmm. uh, check out their uh, what they have in stock on the website. You can come in and say, hey, I looked at this car, this miles, this color online. I want to look at it. I want to get out on a test drive. Lots of people here ready to help you out. Yeah. Also, the service area is up and running. Uh, Jake, you have your uh, pilot in there right now getting yeah. worked on. Mm-hmm. Really easy. That's a smart man right there hey. who has to come here for work. So guys, you might as well get your car worked These on. guys do great work. Period. And you called them up and you said, hey, and they said, hey, we'll get you in. Yeah. So uh, really, yeah. really nice of them. They to took care you. of it. No problem. So yeah, come on by. Check it out, guys. And it is a blast to be down here. Yep. This is our home away from home here yes. at uh, Stockton 12 Honda. Coming up on the other side, we're going to let you hear from Frank Dolce talking Utah football. He was on with Tony in Austin. I thought he had a lot of really interesting things to say. Uh, Austin asked him, I thought, a great question about Britton Covey. And uh, if Britton Covey is the leading receiver, are you good enough to win a championship? And I thought it was an interesting I, – I understand Austin's pres, uh, premise with that question, obviously. And uh, Frank gave him a good answer. So listen for that, talking quarterbacks. And they get into a little bit – we didn't get into it really with Mark Stevens, and maybe we will a little bit later, but minority owner of the Warriors throwing hands at NBA players. We may get into that a little bit later as well. So that's all coming up here on the Saturday show.